You're listening to Key Matters, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Gamma, with generous support from the Kappa Kappa Gamma Foundation. Hey, Dr. Oz. Hey, Kylie. So you've had a pretty successful podcast series in Voyage of Discovery to help with our celebration of Kappa's 150th anniversary. So I was thinking that we could piggyback on your genius and start a new series that walks us through our magazine. It was first published as The Golden Key in 1882, and now it's known as The Key, an award-winning magazine that covers topics of interest to women. I know we both use the key a lot for research, and we're both always telling one another about articles and headlines that feel like they could have been written today. Exactly. You can find some of the issues on kappa.historyit.com. That's our digital archives. But until the digitization project is complete, you can find all of the issues on wiki.kappa.org. That's our own Kappapedia site. So our long-term plan will be to start at the beginning and highlight items of interest all the way back in 1882, but for this first cruise through our magazine, I thought we could talk about the May 1918 issue. And we'll give you page numbers, so grab a pencil and paper so that you can jot them down and check out the issue in more detail later. My favorite section is in the back of the magazine and it's called The Parthenon. This is where you get an idea of what members of the organization had on their minds relative to current affairs. You know, the Parthenon, that fifth century building in Athens, is often regarded as a monument to democracy. So it's fitting that this section allows for the diverse voices of our members to share ideas. I wanted to highlight this issue, especially because it resonates with so much of what we see and hear today on the news, on social media, in the papers, from the talking heads, and from our own inner circles. The issue is dated May 1918, and most of the material was gathered after the publication of the previous issue, two months prior, in February 1918. So that was a pretty quick turnaround for an issue of the magazine. So Dr. Oz, do you want to give us an idea of what the U.S. is like in that spring of 1918? Yes, I would love to. It's my favorite war, World War I. Um, so by the spring of 1918, the U.S. was fully involved in the war. We've been in the war uh, since April 1917. And so by this time, the American Expeditionary Force was already overseas in France and fighting on the Western Front. And in fact, the first AEF attack occurred on May 28th at uh, Contigny. Women were also joining the war effort by enrolling in nurses courses, volunteering with the YMCA and the YWCA, and raising money for various causes like the American Women's Hospital Association. So knowing all of that, it probably isn't surprising that the general tone of the submissions to the Parthenon are idealistic and all about putting your money where your mouth is, not just yapping about getting things done, but actually doing them, meaning what you say and saying what you mean. I think my favorite is on page 160, uh, towards the end of a letter from Beta Alpha's Margaret Ashbrook. She's quoting an article from the Camp Wadsworth gas attack that talks about doing your bit and how that should really mean doing your best. My favorite quote begins, however, it may very well be that others think they are doing their bit by suffering some trifling inconvenience by doing just a little to let the soldiers know that they are behind them 3,000 miles. Actors who give patriotic recitations at bazaars, 
rich men who buy Liberty bonds, a good safe 4%, women who cut out beefsteak on meatless days and have lobster, able-bodied young men who hold down shell-proof jobs on the commission of advertising with a commission to disseminate propaganda, advocating a spotless Monday. All these camouflage slackers are bit-doers in the wrong sense. <laughs> and right after that is a piece by St. Lawrence alumna Eleanor Hope Sperry titled Actions Not Thoughts Show Ideals. She starts with, quote, Kappa ideals are easy words to say, and the very vagueness of their nature leads one to employ them rather indiscriminately on any number of occasions. If you ask the average Kappa how she can best serve her fraternity, she will usually reply with some impressive sounding phrases about living up to Kappa ideals. Let's cancel the vagueness and bring our Kappa ideals down to a critical analysis. Did it ever occur to you that the degree of their worth is wholly dependent upon you personally? And then she ends with, quote, can't the key mean more to us when it is backed by beautiful ideals that we have really striven and striven hard to uphold? Don't let it be a mere piece of jewelry or a sign of snobbish classification. Let it thrill us to more perfect womanhood, but let it be a more perfect womanhood to achieve, not dream of. Now there's a call to action. Mm -hmm. The rest of the articles in this section sound similar. There's Louise Hall from Cincinnati's piece titled, Are You Making Your Life Count? on page 161. Then Adrian College's Helen Olmsted, who writes Democracy and the Fraternity Girl on page 162. Yeah, and Dorothy Dunaway from Oregon who asks, what are you, with an emphasis on you, going to do on page 163? Her piece especially is a swift call to action, firing up women for the work they'll need to do as the war continues. She writes, women will be needed this next year and for all the years that the war may continue to do much of the work that has been previously done by men. Women with well-trained minds, keen thinkers, will be in demand to fill managerial and executive positions. They must be ready to step into these places. It reminds me a lot of the calls to action that we hear today, opportunities especially for women to do something to help solve what ails our society today. And this is sort of on another topic, but I was reading about the effort to abolish the word rush in an issue of the key from 1891. Yes, uh, sure enough, in this issue, rush is described as the R word on page 167. And the word and its unsavory practices is described as, quote, the anti-fraternity agitator's delight. So once again, we keep hearing that our own actions serve to do us the most harm. If we as fraternity women are to protect our place on campuses as a support system with a focus on academics, sisterhood, women supporting women, and serving the world around us, we're going to need to step up our game and we have to put our money where our mouth is. We have to turn our words and our ideals into actions. Okay, now we really sound like those idealistic women writing back in 1918. I suppose we have gotten our point across. Basically, everything old is new again. So join us for our next conversation when we go all the way back to the beginning and see what they thought was fit to print in 1882. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll hope to see you next time. You've been listening to Key Matters, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Gamma with generous support from the Kappa Kappa Gamma Foundation. 
Our headquarters is in Columbus, Ohio. Our house museum is in Monmouth, Illinois. And you can find us online at kappa.org. All Things 150th is at our special website, kappaturns150.org. And you can peruse our digital archives at kappa.historyit.com. Research and production is done by Dr. Mary Osborne and me, Kylie Smith. Thank you.